Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 253. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. What's shaking, Fire Nation? No contract, no bundling, no early termination fees. That's what's shaking. That's Ting. Check out Ting today and see how they can save you tons on your monthly cell phone bill. Visit fire.ting.com to receive $25 in credit today. Fire Nation, you may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jonah Berger. Jonah, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right. Jonah has published dozens of articles in top-tier academic journals, and his work has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Harvard Business Review, Wired, Business Week, and Fast Company. His most recent book, Contagious, is a must-read, and you'll soon find out why. Giving Fire Nation just a little overview, Jonah, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of what you do. It's funny. I grew up as a, a hard science kid, so one of those yes. people that loved math and logic puzzles and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but I was always fascinated by human behavior. I always wondered, why do we do the things that we do? Uh, why do we make certain decisions? Why do certain products become popular? Um, and as I got older, what I realized is I could actually marry those two interests. I could take my interest in the hard science, that love of uh, experimentation and statistics and real analysis, uh, and combine that with the social sciences to study human behavior and consumer behavior. And so that's what I, I now do in my, in my day job and in my spare time. I'm a professor at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'm also the author of Contagious, Why Things Catch On. Uh, and I've spent my uh, decade-long career as a researcher studying uh, social influence, studying why one person's behavior influences another, what makes people more likely to do what others are doing, and what makes people less likely to do what others are doing. And how does this lead to social epidemics? How does this lead to trends like certain products or movies or ideas becoming popular or certain videos going viral on the web? Uh, And most recently, we've spent a lot of uh, time and energy researching word of mouth. Word of mouth is hugely effective, uh, 10 times as effective as traditional advertising. But to make it work uh, for your business, for your organization, or for you as an individual, you have to understand the science behind it, why people talk about one thing rather than another. And so that's what we've spent the last 10 years studying. So much exciting stuff in this day and age. And I've really been looking forward to this interview for quite some time because I'm great friends with Derek Halpern of Social Triggers, and we always go back and forth. And I know you know him, Jonah, and that guy can just not speak highly enough of you. And his site, Social Triggers, goes way into that. I just love all of this word of mouth, and I have my nose deep into Contagious on a nightly basis for the last four nights. So I've been 
really getting into that and just enjoying that and seeing how I can apply it to my business because that's exactly what this book is. It's really applicable, actionable advice for your business. And that's what I love about it. But before we dive even more into Contagious and other things that you do, Jonah, let's start with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling. We love doing that here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So take it away. So uh, I have many favorite quotes. It's hard to pick just one. Uh, but, but one of my favorites is from the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, and when, when he was asked what his best project was, he said the next one. Uh, and I, I really like that quote because I find it very motivating. Um, everyone in your audience is probably working on something or a couple things they're really excited about. Uh, and that's the key to develop those things further. What you've done is great. Uh, and resting on your laurels sometimes and looking back is good. Uh, but it's important to think about what you're doing moving forward. How will you build on what you've already done so far? And so focusing on that next project as being the best one uh, is always a great way to keep you motivated and, and striving even further. <laughs> so true. And Jonah, We love breaking this down to the ground level. So share with us how you've actually applied this mentality to your life recently. You know, uh, writing a book had always been uh, a dream for me. Uh, Many of your audience members probably uh, about a decade ago, I read a really exciting book called The Tipping Point. Uh, And it was a great book, extremely inspiring. Uh, But when I dug a little bit deeper and tried to find out the science behind it, I realized that we actually didn't know the answer to to a lot of the questions that that book raised. Uh, You know, that book was a great, great piece of writing written by a journalist, but it wasn't written by a scientist. And it actually turned out that in the years that followed, some of that science was wrong. And a lot of the science we didn't know the answers to. We didn't know why some people share one thing rather than another, why some products get talked about more, why some videos go viral. Uh, And so I really used that as an impetus to try to study those questions. And I always wanted to write a book that could share that knowledge uh, with others. Being an academic is a lot of fun. You get to research some deep and important questions. But if the answers never get out there, it's not very useful. And so I wrote Contagious with those two goals in mind. One, to put that science down, what we had learned actually why some things become popular, why some products get more word of mouth, but to share it in a usable way. Not just so that people could enjoy the stories and enjoy hearing what we'd done, but realize how they could apply those insights to their own businesses to help them grow. Fascinating stuff, Jonah. So Entrepreneur on Fire is really a spotlight of our guest journey, and you're our spotlighted guest today, Jonah. So let's move into our next topic and talk about the beginning of your journey when you struggled or faced obstacles or challenges that we all face along our journeys. But tell us a story and how you overcame that period in your life. You know, I think we've all encountered setbacks. Uh, (laughs) Whatever we're working in or working on, there have always places where uh, we fail or don't make uh, things that we had hoped. I was in college, for example, uh, and at the time thought I was going to do business. I thought I was going to run out and run run my own business, actually. And I ran a small business at my university called the Concert Network. It brought in all the live music uh, on campus and, and all those sorts of issues. And it was like running a small business. There were 10 employees. We had around 100 thousand dollar budget. It was exciting experience learning business firsthand. Uh, and then I actually ended up going abroad for a year um, or a semester. And I'd built this business and I'd planned on running it. And I had set up a plan when I came back to, to, to continue working on it. Um, but while I was gone, actually, the group met and they decided that I having me gone was, was too difficult for them to run the group, that I couldn't be running it and not be there. So they actually sort of staged a coup uh, and they had someone else uh, take over running running the business. 
business. And I was distraught. I, you know, that was my life. I had put so much time and effort and energy into growing that thing uh, and to see it, you know, move away now someone else's, uh, you know, someone else's activity rather than mine was at the beginning really hurtful. But I think, you know, as many people have experienced, it's what you do after those uh, difficulties, after those challenges, rather than the challenge itself. So, you know, I picked myself up and I started to look for other things to do with my time. I started getting more involved in research. Uh, I started doing an undergraduate honors thesis. I built on that and, and grew from there. Uh, and along the way, I learned a lot of things. And I think, again, that, that key question is not, you know, what is the adversity you faced, but what do you do with that adversity once it happens? Do you, do you give up or do you keep going? And that's uh, that's the the marker of success. Whether you know you're you're trying a new business and it, it fails completely miserably, uh, or you know you're doing something that doesn't do as well as you'd hoped, it's really about how you come back from that difficulty that will they'll help you grow as an entrepreneur. Wow, there's just a lot of great insights to pull out of that entire story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And if you could just break it down into one clear lesson you learned from that entire experience, Jonah, what would that be? I, I think that would be always always thinking about how you can grow and develop. Don't don't focus on what you've done and how successful or unsuccessful it's been. Focus on how you're going to use that to grow. Uh, if you've been if it's, it's failed, if your business hasn't worked very well, well, focusing on the failure itself isn't necessarily going to ha- help you grow, right? You need to think how you learn from those failures to move on. And if you've had a success, you know, focusing on a success can make you think, ah, oh, I'm done. You know, I've achieved all I need <laughs> right. to achieve. And you don't want to do that either, right? So uh, research on goals shows that you know, rather than focusing on what you've done so far, focusing on what you have left to go is a good way to keep motivated. And I I think that would be one key insight. Mm, Wonderful. So Jonah, let's keep moving forward in your journey in life. And in everybody's journey, you have aha moments, light bulbs that inspire you, that propel you forward in different directions. Maybe you pivot, maybe you keep going forward, maybe you completely just quit and change everything. Share with us a time that you had this light bulb that went off. And what did you do to take that light bulb and turn it into something of success? This happens many times in a, in in research and and in entrepreneurs uh, areas. We were working on a project that actually became the beginning of this book, uh, Contagious: Why Things Catch On, uh, where we were we were looking at something that seemed really obvious. Uh, so you know, there's this notion out there that something needs to be interesting or exciting for people to talk about it. Right. Uh, if it's not if it's not interesting, it's not going to be buzzworthy. If it's not remarkable, it's not going to be buzzworthy. And so we you know thought that was true, and we had measured a bunch of products based on how much they had uh, that characteristic. But when we looked at the data, we didn't see that things that were more interesting were getting talked about more. So we thought, well, maybe we've measured the wrong thing. So we then we measured how surprising they were. And it wasn't the things that were more surprising were getting more word of mouth. And we kept measuring some different things. And eventually we realized that our model of word of mouth and the model that most people had been using was actually incorrect. Uh, it's not only that people talk about interesting, surprising, or remarkable things. Sure, they do sometimes, particularly after those experiences happen. But to continue talking about products or ideas, you need to be triggered by the environment. You need to be reminded of that story, that anecdote, or that, or that product. To use an example, you know, Disney World is a really rich and engaging experience. When people go to Disney World, they love it, and they come back, and they talk about it a huge amount in that week back at work. Uh, but then the weeks go by, and they never talk about it again. 
And the reason is that there's nothing to remind them that that experience occurred. Uh, if there's no trigger in the environment to cue people to think about that product or idea, they're not going to trot it out. And so that aha moment was really saying, look, you know, conventional wisdom might not always be right. Uh, you know, people have opinions, but if that opinion isn't backed up with data, who actually knows if it's correct? And so it's really important not just to take conventional wisdom for the truth, but to dig a little deeper and, and to see whether it actually works. That's fascinating. And one thing that I've pulled from just different readings and from some different areas of Contagious thus far is the fact that people like to sound cool. They like to sound smart. They like to be bringing new and exciting information and to get credit for it. What factor has that played in with your studies and your research? So social currency is a big driver of what, what people share. There are actually six that we talk about in the book. We talk about social currency, uh, triggers, emotion, public, practical value, and, and stories. And each of those are important. So, you know, looking smart and in the know is definitely one reason people share things. <laughs> right. If you if you learn about a new product or a new idea that makes you look really special or different from everyone else, uh, you're going to pass it on because it makes you look good. And, and yep, that's part of the reason why people share things. But it's not the only reason. And, and so understanding the various reasons that people share things is, is quite important to, to be successful. So, Jonah, let's do a little bit of a deep dive into these six triggers because there's just so many different areas within each one of these six. And Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, they make up over 145 countries. We have over 250,000 unique downloads. And most of this audience is consisting of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, people that are living and breathing their own business, looking to go viral or looking to have something that just catches on. Let's speak about a couple things that you really feel could be actionable for these listeners specifically that really excited you to write what you did in Contagious. So I think the first key insight I would say is, is that word of mouth is much more effective than traditional advertising. And I think this is really good news for a, a, a beginning and budding entrepreneur. You might not have the money for a big advertising campaign or you know a big media spend, but that doesn't mean you can't get the word out. Uh, word of mouth is much more effective than advertising. It's much more trustworthy. People believe their friends more than they believe ads, and it's much more targeted. Um, it's much more likely to find you new customers that are going to like your product or idea. And so it's all about turning those customers into advocates, using them to spread your message, using the people that like your product or idea to act as vehicles or vessels to help your message get passed on. So that's the first word of mouth rather than traditional advertising. Before we move on, Joanna, can we give a quick example of like what that would look like for a small business? Sure. Um, so if, uh, in, and this actually brings me to, to my second point, right. which is, you know, sometimes companies think a lot about viral. Oh, I got I to gotta come out with a video <laughs> right. that gets tens of millions of views. Imagine if you could just get each of your customers to tell one person about you, just one, one more person than they're telling already. Think about how much that would help grow your business, uh, your service, your, your product, uh, your B2B company. Uh, just one more person, each of those customers. And so that's what Contagious is all about. Sure, if you want to make a viral video, it'll, it'll help you there too. But think about, well, hey, if, if someone's shopping at your store or they're using your service, how can you build that social currency to make them look smart and in the know? Uh, how can you give them practical value, useful information that they just have to pass on to others? I was recently doing 
doing uh, some consulting with Vanguard. Uh, they have a great financial services portfolio, great products, much lower fees than anyone else in the industry. But the problem is that people don't realize how to communicate that to other people. We're not really used to talking about money. It's sort of a taboo topic in American society. And so what I was working with Vanguard to do is to harness that idea and sharpen a key message that highlights that incredible value and does it in a remarkable way that people just have to share. Did you, did you realize that most companies you know, make money off you rather than making money for you? That's a phrase that helps people understand, wow, most financial services companies are not out for me, they're out for them, whereas Vanguard is, is out for me, the consumer. And so it's about thinking about not just viral content. Viral content's great, but only about 7% of word of mouth is online. It's really about understanding that offline word of mouth, harnessing those six key steps from Contagious and using them to turn those customers into advocates. I love that. And that makes so much sense to me about Vanguard. Being in corporate finance myself in my prior career with John Hancock, I know exactly what you're talking about with the index funds being just bare bones. There's really nothing above and beyond it. Your fees are really as low as they possibly can be to actually run that index fund instead of having an actively managed mutual fund, which can be sometimes 10 and honestly 20 times the cost. And again, if you're really able to convey that message word of mouth quickly and get that image in people's minds that they're making money off of you, not for you, that's just so clear and so concise. So let's keep moving forward, Jonah. We talked about word of mouth and how that applies to small business owners. Continue to move forward through your amazing six steps with just great examples for these small business owners, entrepreneurs that are listening that are like, wow, I need to change my focus. This is what I need to start spending my time on, my energy. So I think a, a great analogy is that is actually a, a bar that's a few blocks from my house in Philadelphia. Uh, so it's a, it's a Craftsman cocktail bar. Uh, they have all sorts of you know delicious libations that mix various uh, liquors and, and other sorts of things in an interesting, exciting way. No vodka, no Red Bull, just sort of uh, a high end uh, drink cocktails. Okay. But but they have a problem that I think most entrepreneurs have. There are dozens, uh, if not hundreds, of businesses in the same city that do a very similar thing. Sure you know, they think their cocktails are really great, but they're all competing for attention. How can they cut through the clutter? How can they be something that stands out in a way that really people notice and, and decide to go to? And I think that's a traditional problem for any entrepreneur, whether it's, uh, you know, everything from dropping off a resume, how are you going to cut through the, the pile of, of other resumes, to a small business, you're an accountant. Well, there are lots of other accountants. How can you make it clear what your message is? And so with this bar, they're called Franklin Mortgage and Investment Company. They're a, gr a great bar and they have good drinks, but they do something else. Uh, and that is they have three types of ice. Not just one type of ice, but, but three types. And why I love that story is the following. If you're like most people, like myself, you didn't even realize that there were types of ice. There's only one type of ice, right? The type of ice in your freezer looks very similar to the ice in someone else's freezer, which looks very similar to the ice you get at most restaurants. Totally. Who, who realized there could be multiple types of ice? <laughs> so when someone says they have three types of ice, you do something. You stop and you go, wait a second, why? What, what are those three types of ice? What do they do? And why would a restaurant have them? Having three types of ice opens up a curiosity gap, a gap in your knowledge that you want to learn more. And that provides the opportunity for someone to tell you, well, there are these different types of ice. Different types of ice melt at different rates. So one actually has no air bubbles. It's a square cube, uh, stirred continuously, no air bubbles. So it melts really, really slowly. Another is chipped off small pieces, almost like little uh, pop rocks, if you will, or, or nerds, little pieces of candy mm -hmm. that melt really quickly uh, that are good for certain types of drinks called swizzles. 
And a third type of ice that's good for a different type of drink. Different ice melts at a different rate, which means they're better or worse for certain drinks. Now, that doesn't matter to everybody, but for someone who cares about cocktails, you just, one, learn something about cocktails, and two, you learned that this restaurant, Franklin Morgan's Investment Company, cares so much about drinks that they went out to have three types of ice. And so one key lesson that I would share with entrepreneurs is think about that. What's your three types of ice? What's your message that is so remarkable, so useful, and acts as a Trojan horse for your brand? No one's just going to say, oh, this brand is great. They need a way to convey that information. Three types of ice does that. It's a story that people tell, oh, my God, I went to this bar. They had three types of ice. Isn't that crazy? But along the way, a message gets carried for the ride what I call a Trojan horse story. Sure, it's entertaining on the outside, but inside is that key benefit that they want people to remember. We serve really good drinks. We care about the drink being good. And so the challenge is to find those three types of ice, that story, that message that acts as a Trojan horse that stares that useful information that is surprising, carries that emotion that's remarkable, has that social currency, but that carries your message or your benefit for the ride. That is truly one thing that I've realized through reading your book and listening to you now that Entrepreneur on Fire does not have. I do not have that Trojan horse. Here I am, a business podcast. I've been able to differentiate myself. Like My unique selling proposition is that I'm the only seven-day-a-week podcast interviewing, inspiring, and successful entrepreneurs, and that has really propelled me to the top of the iTunes rankings. But why would they talk about Entrepreneur on Fire to their coworker, to somebody I don't really see that Trojan horse thing happening for me. So, Jonah, let me put you on the spot for a quick second here. <laughs> what would you think somebody like me, an Entrepreneur on Fire podcast host, could do? Well, so I think that's a, a great question. And, and notice the difference between your current message and three types of ice. Right. And I use three types of ice just because it's a nice, a nice concrete it. example. Um, having a podcast seven days a week is great. But is that so remarkable that someone has to share it with someone no. else? Whereas three types of ice is really remarkable. So the question is, how can you turn that, that, you know, I'm, I'm always on, I'm always sharing new information for my users um, in a way that makes it remarkable, in a way that sharpens that message so tightly that someone goes, wow, I've got I've to tell someone else about this. And maybe it is about all the great, uh, you know, all the great people that you interview, all the great content that you have out there. Um, but some way of boiling down that message into one unique selling proposition that's not just clear, but is remarkable in a way that people are going to pass on it. And that's going to be really key. See, that's fascinating because here I am in San Diego and I can't wait to tell my girlfriend about these three kinds of ice that this bar in Philadelphia <laughs> has. <laughs> and so I totally see the importance and the power of it. I mean, it's there. So you've given me some great food for thought, Jonah. You've given all of Fire Nation some amazing food for thought. We're going to launch into a lightning round, which is just five quick questions before we let you go. But before we do, I just want to give you one last second just to share with Fire Nation, our listeners, something you'd like to about Contagious and about just their journey and your journey? Yeah. So I think um, one thing that's been really exciting for me is to work with so many great entrepreneurs. Mm. Uh, and I often do workshops uh, with all sorts of companies, large and small. Uh, but I soon realized that there were so many companies that wanted to work with me, I couldn't keep up with the demand. Uh, Contagious has been on the New York Times bestseller now list for yes. multiple months, probably three. Uh, and I just couldn't keep up with the demand. We sold over 50,000 copies. We're doing great. So I put a free workbook online to allow people that can't necessarily have me in for a workshop but are interested in these ideas to learn more 
So you just go to JonahBerger.com. That's J-O-N-A-H-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. And you click on the resources tab. There's a free downloadable workbook. It's a great companion of the book. It'll help you think as an entrepreneur or with your team how to find these three types of ice, how to sharpen your message, how to figure out that Trojan horse, how to find your triggers, uh, how to create that remarkable social currency content. Uh, it's entirely free and it'll really help you sharpen your message to drive word of mouth. We're going to put this on our show notes page, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jonah Berger. The links to that. Thank you for sharing that, Jonah. And we're going to break in here to talk about Ting. Fire Nation, are you bundling up in a blanket next to the one you love? Priceless. Bundling pigs in a blanket? Yummy. Bundling my cell phone services? The most annoying thing ever. Agreed? That's why you should check out Ting. Ting doesn't bundle services. They don't charge overage fees or penalties. They don't make you sign any contracts. I know, it almost sounds too good to be true, but that's not all. Ting also offers several different service levels for voice, text, and megabytes of data, all of which you are billed separately for, so you can customize your mobile package to fit your needs. Choose from extra small through extra extra large, and at the end of the month, you'll simply be billed for what you used. Take matters into your own hands today with Ting. Visit fire.ting.com and you'll receive a $25 credit. Good towards a new device or towards services. That's fire.ting.com. I have five more minutes with you, so we're going to run through these lightning round questions. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right. What was holding you back, Jonah, from becoming an entrepreneur? I think one thing that was holding me back is, is never thinking it's perfect. Uh, sometimes you have this this uh, idea, and you know, there's that that uh, famous phrase, "Good is the enemy of great," yes. and that's that's true. Good is the enemy of great, but at certain time, you just have to ship. Eventually, you have to let your product out there. You can work hard and make it better and make it better and make it better, but eventually you have to let it go and see what people think about it. And so I was always trying to make the thing, and eventually I just decided, you know, this is good enough. I'm going to put this out there. It's a good first round, and if, if I get ideas and I can make it better, I'll change it along the way, but you can never be perfect the first time out. And so, yes, good is, is the enemy of great, uh, but perfect is also the enemy of great. you got to find that sweet spot where you've worked on it long enough, but get it out there, get some feedback and build on that. Love it. What is the best advice you've ever received? (laughs) Uh, You know, there's a famous quote, uh, Wayne Gretzky quote. This is my other favorite. Uh, You know, don't skate where the puck is, skate where the puck is going. Uh, And I think it's very easy as an entrepreneur or a researcher or anyone for that matter to go with the herd. To say, ah, this is a very popular area. Now everyone's starting businesses area. Let me do the same thing. But the problem with that is it's very crowded where the herd is. And if you can think about where the herd is, but not only about that, think about where the herd is going, it's going to be much more successful. It's hard to predict the future, but don't do exactly what everyone else is doing. Try to figure out what's going to happen next and get ahead of the bandwagon so that when that wave comes, you get to ride it rather than being caught with everybody else. Exciting. What's working for you right now? Uh, you know, I, one interesting thing for me uh, in, in becoming a marketer and in, in selling a book uh, has been that sort of the, the marketing mantra, which is always be closing, always be selling. Uh, and I think for an entrepreneur, that's probably very familiar. You know, we always need to be selling our message. And I think if you really look at word of mouth, that doesn't work. 
the more you try to sell something directly, the more you try to push, push your product, the less interested people are going to be in that thing. They don't want to share something that's, you know, uh, just seems like a marketing message. But if you give people something useful, um, then they'll be very happy to share it with others. And so that's exactly why I built the free workbook, for example. You can download that workbook. You never have to buy the book. Now, I hope that the book is additionally useful beyond that workbook and that people will find the workbook so helpful that they'll buy the book as well. But I wanted to put something out there that's useful useful enough for people to engage with even if they don't ever buy the book. And so I think that's the key thing for an entrepreneur to think about is don't always be selling. Think about how you can help others. Think about how you can put useful content out there. And along the way, people will value that and, and turn to you later on. Powerful insights. And you made me think of the movie Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. I have to put that on my Netflix list. Yeah. So, so Jonah, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Oh, wow. An internet resource. You know, uh, I'm not sure that I have uh, anything that, that I love in particular for that. No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for new content. Well, I'll give you one. Uh, Google Insights or uh, YouTube Trends Map uh, are both two cool ways. They're, they're not really uh, tools so much as they're great ways to see what people are talking about. So if you, if you go to Google Insights, for example, you can type in any phrase and look at the number of search traffic that uh, message, that idea, that phrase is getting over time and where it is in different areas the country. Uh, YouTube's Trends Map is a great way to see what type of videos and content are trending online. And so both are a great way to get some sense of what's going on in the zeitgeist and also gain insights about your brand or, or your own messages. Love it. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Oh, this is a tough one, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to say that if you haven't read Contagious, uh, that would be that would be a really a really good one to get. Uh, <laughs> it's it. a it's a, a great book with lots of insights about word of mouth, uh, and I also have a lot of other favorites, obviously. But I think uh, you know Contagious is a great book if you're interested in word of mouth, if you're interested in viral content, uh, to help you understand how to use these contents uh, to uh, make your own business contagious. And my stamp, Fire Nation, of approval is on this book. I'm in love with it. So, <laughs> Jonah, this next question is the last one. And it's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> wow. Uh, I guess getting on Twitter wouldn't be the, uh, wouldn't be the right answer, right? <laughs> what would I do in the, in the next seven days? Um, social connection is amazing. Uh, it's one of the key reasons that we share with others. It doesn't say why we share one thing rather than another, but it's a fundamental human motive. We, we don't want to be alone. You know, when you say that story, a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. And so I think I would use that laptop and that $500 to, to build my social relationships, right? To find uh, new friends, whether it's buying someone coffee and sharing a conversation, uh, whether it's using that laptop to connect with others through social media uh, and learn about new things and new people. Social connections are amazingly important, whether both for our personal lives and for our, and for our business lives. Uh, and so connecting with others, whether online or off, is a key part of, of who we are. Wowzers, Fire Nation. Go to jonahberger.com. He has that amazing free resource for us. So nice, so kind of him. Jonah, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much for having me, John. 
Okay, Fire Nation, are you inspired enough to start your entrepreneurial journey? I've created a free step-by-step video that will walk you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com slash blue to find out more and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.